wanted to remind everybody to help us celebrate um, the new and growing family of Josiah and Mandy Sharon. They're expecting a baby girl, and you all, men and women, women and men, are welcome to um, join us for that right after the service in the fellowship hall. Um, and there is a gift registry at Target and Amazon. If you use Amazon, um, just note that Mandy's name is spelled with an I-E at the end. Hope to see you afterwards. Thank you. Amen. As I was praying this morning, Josiah, <clears throat> I'd like to share something with you quick. Um, how old are you? How many years? 20? I remember when you were born <laughs> and we were praying for you because you had to spend a lot of time in the hospital. I know that. And I remember the number 23. And so this morning I was praying and, and I thought about you and Proverbs 23, 23 came to me. And it's paraphrased. Let me, you, can, you can look at it later. It's, not, it's easy to remember. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy truth and don't sell it. And with everything in you, get wisdom and understanding. And of course, the 23, 20 years ago, I know it's not your birthday, but, but I, I'm just thinking about you and your family and your kids and the heritage because the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. He maketh you to lie down in green pastures, leads you beside still waters. He restores your soul. And you guys can all go with me. But um, I love numbers. I don't, I don't know why. I just love it because I, it, cause it, cause you relate things. And just this morning, I found that scripture, Proverbs 23, 23. It's a good one, isn't it? Buy truth and don't sell. Keep it. Keep it close inside of yourself. So uh, the Lord told me to do one more thing. It was a little bit odd. He told me to give this book to Luke Van Tassel. Where is he? Run up here, Luke, please. Unless you've got one, then you can give it to somebody else. You're welcome. So that book, I, I encourage you. I'll just try to say some words. My, my wife I hate doing this, but my wife says, you make sure you just say something. Uh, my daughter, Johanna, just loves it. God gave me, it's like a devotional. It, um, I have the chapters this big, you know, and he said, smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller. So you can read them in about seven minutes, each chapter. Um, it's powerful. There's God stuff that will make you hungry. Um, really good. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father, for this incredible morning focusing on the person of the Holy Spirit.
I thank you, Lord Jesus, for a spirit of peace that rises up and shows us exactly how, exactly where you want me to go this morning. It's the Holy Spirit. I can go about 100 different directions. And I thank you that you take me exactly where we are to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you really quickly why the Holy Spirit is one of my favorite topics. The first would be probably to take a look back at mom and dad, Pump, and my family, Steve, and my, my siblings. I was a typical 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old. I was a little bit brain dead or something, I am very anxious and uh, not much wisdom and some hurts, some pains, a uh, story in my book about one of my hurts, things that happened. And my brother Steve began to search about the person of the Holy Spirit. He was in Grand Rapids, Michigan and I'm good at paraphrasing stories in short. He kept sitting whole books like Good Morning Holy Spirit and uh, uh, all these, these books that talked about the Holy Spirit. And within the next year, we started playing along the banks of the river called Holy Spirit. And before, uh, what year was that? 75? Year 1975 was over. I think we all fell in and were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Dad received first and then mom and then we had these crazy worship sessions in our house. A couple years before that, I had a friend, in short, another huge long story, but in short, uh, he was nine years old at nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13. I would spend dozens and dozens of hours shooting baskets in his barn and we would talk about the Lord. Go to camp, we received Christ together, learned about him, and he got poisoned by somebody that said the Holy Spirit is not for today. And he, I'll never forget coming back from a retreat he pointed at me and he said, do you ever talk about that Holy Spirit stuff again? We're no longer friends. And sure enough, he never talked to me again. This was after like five years of doing stuff and learning about God. And then he got back, he got into the stuff of the world. We left a couple, well, year and a half, two years later, and then I got the phone call in our home um, from here. We, we lived in our, on the lake, and it was the pastor of that church, and he says, your friend had gone into a cemetery and taken his life, the shock. And I reflected at the moment that he told me that, if you ever talk about that Holy Spirit stuff, 
well, I had never received him. I didn't even know who he was. I was learning who he was. Um, and so for the rest of my life, you can imagine what my topic of understanding, and I spent thousands of hours studying about the Holy Spirit and that he is a person, and that he literally is the doer. He is the peace. He's the joy. He's the love. He's the strength. He's your understanding. He's your paraclete. He's your lawyer. He's your standby. He's, he's, every, he's everything that you need in the time of need. He's everything you need if you need understanding, if you need wisdom. He's everything that you need if you need a word of knowledge, if you, need, if you want to go deeper, if you need fire. The Holy Spirit is the agent. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. He can be quenched. Everybody understands that. When you sin, what's going on? You're quenching him. You're grieving him. In a picture, you get up one morning and you say, Holy Spirit, Jesus, you sit here because you can't go into this place I'm going into today. And so you take off and you... You don't leave him really, but that's, in, in short, he's, you're pushing him down and saying, you stay out of this decision. And the opposite, he brings peace. Peace to do something. Or he brings a groveling and say, no, don't do that. So the very first point, and the first point that I was meditating on when I thought of this message was the spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's number three today. So, but go ahead and put the first one up. He is our baptizer. Oh, can you, Derek Prince, he's got a teaching on, on baptism that will roll your socks up and down. He, um, he Derek Prince, uh, anyway, the baptizer, this is such a good word. And of course, I could spend so much time on all of this, but I'm just going to throw you tidbits, and I, and I, want, you, I want you to grab a hold. I honestly, something happened to me, you know, I, I've even preached this. I've said, hey, don't get all hung up on being baptized. Look at the thief on the cross. He wasn't baptized. I was praying this morning, and I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, and he says, well, who said he didn't get baptized? He was turned to by Jesus, and Jesus poured a river of life over him right from the cross. Who says it had to be, well, it was liquid. It was liquid peace. The other guy was being damned to hell by his own words. And the man, the other man on the cross said, Remember me? Jesus looked over, and out of his guts, I baptize you, and I tell you this very day, you will be with me in paradise. Somebody tell me that's not being baptized. So what I'm telling you is you won't be saved unless you're baptized. And the baptism does not mean just repentance. How do I know? Jesus was baptized. He didn't need to repent. He needed to do an act of obedience. What the word baptize means is the word transition. 
If you're transitioning from something to another thing, I'm saying the Holy Spirit wants to baptize you in his Holy Spirit. And I want to define this. So if you didn't catch what I just said about that you must be baptized to be saved, trust me, I wouldn't have said that a day ago, but understand what I'm saying. What does it mean? It means to be immersed. Last week, when you sinned and you had a rotten day and you left the Holy Spirit, you pushed him under, what happened to you? You were not baptized that day. You were filled with you. And when you were filled with you, you didn't do what he said. And all the people said, or maybe it wasn't last week, Oh, that wasn't a very good amen. And all the people said, <laughs> listen to this. This is a power, you can write this down or let me send you these notes or something, but the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. And I want to show you a scripture. 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. For this For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, having all been made to drink of one spirit. It's using the word baptize. Don't don't take the word baptize lightly. You say, well, how many times do I have to be baptized? Well, how many times do you get in your flesh? I'll ask that question again. How many times do I have to be baptized? And what does that mean? My question is, how many times do you have to fight off your flesh? About a hundred times a day? (laughs) You're awful quiet out there, I'm not sure. Are you out there? Yes, okay. I love this. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. When? When I was convicted of my sin. I did not say that repentance is not a part of this. I told you that you don't have to get baptized to repent, or repentance is not the whole motivation. Repentance will probably be the gateway and the door to every good thing that you move into in your life. I'm talking about the gifts, the fruits flowing and walking through you. It will, it will, be, it will be the posture that you have towards God. Father, baptize me. Holy Spirit, baptize me into the death and the resurrection of Jesus. You say, I don't get being born again. I don't get, I don't don't have this excitement. I don't have this light that comes off me. You need to be born again of an incorruptible seed and that seed needs to rise up and 
and, and baptize, explode and, and baptize your life. Number two, Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.11. Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance. Who is this guy talking right here? JTB. John the Baptist. But he who is coming after me is mightier than me, whose sandal I am not worthy to, uh, to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So when you come to Jesus, you look, you see, see what the Trinity does? is the Trinity, the Father has you look at Jesus. The Jesus has you look at the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has you look at the Father. The Father has you look at Jesus. Jesus has you look at the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has you look at the Father. And every one of them are pouring out to change your life in one way, one fashion, or the other. I I can't stand, I, I gotta get there the baptism of Jesus. The entire Trinity was standing there in one place. And remember, Jesus didn't go there to repent. If you have not been baptized in water, I mean, and I don't mean wait for the ice to get off. I don't mean it. Let's break out some ice and go do it. No, I, just kidding. Anyway, we'll find, some, we'll find a, a horse trough or something, right? But my point here is that Jesus did not repent. He went under the water so that the entire Trinity could show up because he was in the greatest moment of transition that any man in history has ever been. And the moment was a symbol of humility. It was a symbol of obedience. It was a symbol of incredible Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all showing up. He went under the water. Jesus, the Word, went under the water. He came up, and the Holy Spirit, the doer, came in the form of a dove. It didn't say it was a dove. It says the form of a dove, and then the Holy Spirit spoke. Excuse me, the Father spoke this. Come on, say it with me is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What's going on here? The baptism. See, I have one thing troubled, Josiah and you guys, you 20s, 30s, and 40s. I have something against you. My son, my son. I look at him, I talk to him, I say, did you do your devotions? Well, and... Tim, if you're out there, listen to me. Listen. Just, just please sit down. Make a time to be baptized into Jesus and into the Holy Spirit. And let the Father crown you with Jesus. 
Let the Father look at you and say, I don't care what happened to you. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what the devil said about you, to you, what he did to you, how he hurt you, who hurt you, if your father himself hurt you. The Father looks at you and says, you are my son, and I am well pleased with you. Because it is all about identity. If you are baptized into Jesus, what is your identity? If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, what is your identity? I'll tell you. It's two wings. I am a dove, and a dove has perfect nine tail feathers. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, meekness, temperance, faithfulness. And he has, if you will, the gifts of the Spirit. Tongues, interpretation of stuff, miracles, signs, wonders, knowledge. And the, and the whole nine, there's nine gifts, and that's the end of your life. You'll be soaring like a dove. You'll be soaring as the identity of the Holy Spirit. You will not be seen. And if you need to be seen, then you got it wrong. The one who needs to be seen, the one who needs to be crowned is Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Come on, together. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. So go ahead and put that up there. Let me read this quick, uh, quick a minute. The New Living Trans Translation, Romans 1.4. I don't think I have it up there. I think I did this, put this in later. This is the New Living Translation, and then I need to move on. And he was shown to be the son of God. And when he raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, he is the Lord. Jesus did not raise himself from the dead. Listen to this verse. I'm going to read it again. What is the whole modus operandi of Jesus, of the Trinity. The whole motive of Jesus was do not look at me, look at my Father. Well, we're, what does he look like? Well, he looks like me. And then when I leave, I'm going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna raise from the dead, but I'm not gonna do it by my power. The Holy Spirit's gonna raise me up by the Father God. See, the, whole, the, the Trinity is in this verse. God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, raised up Jesus from the dead. So what's the difference between you and this religion and your confidence and your, your lifestyle than a Muslim or a Mormon or, or, you know, when you go to these other countries, what is their stay? What, 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 is, what motivates them? I don't know. 
Because I look at him, and the, and the Hindu is looking, and they literally have a million gods. This pulpit could be a god because it came from a good tree or something. I don't know. And a Muslim, it's the saddest thing you ever saw. They don't know. He died. Their god died and is in the grave. And they, they serve something. They have, a, they have a Quran. They have a book. We have a Jesus in total humility set up a plan. So, so here's where I'm going. Is that you have to get to a point where you bow your knee and you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you have had thoughts, if you've figured this thing out and it says, well, I understand, but tongues is not for me. Or, I shouldn't pray, you know. He didn't give me that gift. It ain't right. It's not true. The only reason I have advanced and transitioned from one place to the next and not listened to my enemy, the enemy of my faith, is because of praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. It's the only reason. Read this verse one more time. And he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. So did I show those four verses, Mark 1, Luke 3, John 1, and Acts 2? Oh, okay. I, didn't, I don't want to read them all. I just wanted to show them. Go ahead. It's okay. I, I just need to skip over this. So here's the point that I want to make here. Only four things are recorded in all four Gospels. Four. The death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, his resurrection, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. All four Gospels. So you can go to these four, uh, Mark 1, Luke 3, John 1, and Acts 2. Um, and the point is, is that he wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, this is from Smith Wigglesworth, any of you who love him. The Holy Ghost wants everybody to see the unveiling of Jesus. The unveiling of Jesus is to take away, listen, yourself. And to, be, and to place himself in us. It, it might, is this up here? I forget. To take away your human weakness and put within his word an eternal power of eternal life which makes you believe that all things are possible. Uh, if you want to spend some time on faith, read Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, I had one other thought here. I was changed when I was born again from nature to grace, from unforgiveness to forgiveness. There's a lot of young people in this place today. I have a tip for you. Buy truth 
and don't sell it. Proverbs 23, 23. Figure out a way to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and spend an hour a day praying in the Holy Spirit and you will not go wrong. Don't confuse uh, tongues, diverse kinds of tongues. Don't confuse praying in the Holy Spirit with the gift of Holy Spirit. Tongues and interpretation that happens in the sanctuary or in certain places or you're walking along praying in the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden you have wisdom and understanding. Why? Because you're interpreting what you're saying in the Holy Ghost. Really? Yes, really. It's incredible. Let's go to number two. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the baptizer. Number two, the Holy Spirit is the doer. The Father wills it. You don't have it? Okay, go to the next one. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. That's the only number two I have. Keep going. Someday we're going to figure out this uh, coordination. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, this part right here. The Father wills it. The Father wills it. Yep. Jesus words it. And the Spirit works it. Again, they work together. The, Jesus was the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. It's such an incredible principle. I don't know how to explain it. How do I know this? Because the very first thing that ever happened to me to try to, to sidetrack me was that man, young man looking at my friend, my best friend looking in my face and saying, don't ever talk about the Holy Spirit. Why? Well, because it's one of the most important things I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm telling you something. The number one regret, there won't be any regret in heaven, but, but the number one understanding that people will have when they walk in the door of heaven is that I didn't understand who the Holy Spirit was. I didn't understand that he's a friend, he's a lawyer, he's my strength, he's my advocate. He's my paraclete. He stands alongside. Do you know what your problem is? Pride. You stay away from the person of the Holy Spirit because of pride. 
How do I know? Because I've done it. I've quenched him. I've grieved him. I'm all anxious. I'm all, I'm all anxious about something. Why? Because the Holy Spirit didn't give me peace to go forward and do what I'm supposed to do. Yes, I could give about 80 points on the Holy Spirit, but I've chose three today. He's your baptizer. He wants to quench you. By the, word, by the way, the word baptize means to immerse, but it also in the, in the Greek means that it can be poured, like I, I imagine standing under a waterfall. <sighs> kind of like what Jesus did today. <sighs> you will be with me in paradise. See, and each one of you has a gift on the inside of you. What, what is God's purpose for your life? Is to give other people water. To give other people the Holy Spirit. Because you are filled, you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. You are baptized with his love and his joy and his gifts. You see things, you hear things by the Holy Spirit. You have the... Um, 1 Corinthians 12 there. This is one of the most incredible scriptures. <sighs> yes. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Let's stop and just meditate on that for a few seconds. Yes, Jesus is my Lord. How? This is it. No one calls Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Gotta let it sink in. Turmoil, disease, sickness, anxiety, fear, resentment, unforgiveness, pride. Jesus is not Lord if those things are seated in your being. Say, Tim, you're kind of straightforward. By the way, my wife is not feeling the greatest, neither is Angie Kaufman, so pray for some of those, those people. That's what, my wife is not here today because of that. So I love you, honey. I love you. As we wind down here in the next uh, 15, 20 minutes, I just, I just want to not rush this thought. Is Jesus your Lord? And if the answer is no, first of all, do you understand how difficult it is to look and say, no, Jesus is not my Lord? If I went through this entire crowd, and let's say 20 of you, just, he's not Lord. First of all, should I condemn you? No, this is not the purpose of this. The purpose, first of all, is to be baptized into Jesus and to be baptized. And who is he? He's the king of kings. He crowns you 
with righteousness. Do you know where righteousness comes from? It comes from peace that passes all understanding and it grows up there. James 3.17, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Jesus Christ is, is baptized. He fills you with his resurrection spirit. And then he says, let me lay hands on you and let you receive the Holy Spirit. Do you know how many churches do not talk about this? I honor I respect my brother Steve so much. I've got, you know that I go all over the place. People don't talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, church. Thank you for allowing him to. But I'm just telling you, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It'll change your life, it'll change us. As a body, it'll change us. It'll change it around. It'll turn everything around. So, so the point of this point is doer. He is the doer. Do you have pride? Do you have a stronghold of some kind? It needs to be repented and the Holy Spirit needs to take over. No one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Number three, and this is where I was gonna go first today, Josiah, and uh, that was so cool, that 23, Proverbs 23, 20. It just blessed me so much. It's a good number for you. He is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. There's no doubt in my mind that 3,000 times in the last 30 years I've said this scripture, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, if you know it with me, please say it, the Father of glory would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation by the acknowledging of Jesus that the eyes of my understanding would be opened, that I would know the hope of my calling and the glory of his riches in the inheritance in the saints. Folks, that is the greatest prayer. You just have to memorize it. I'll say it again. That the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding and revelation by the acknowledging of Jesus that the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your understanding would be opened and that you would know the hope of your calling. I like that one too. Everybody was wondering, where, where, where am I supposed to be going? What am I supposed to be doing? The Holy Spirit will clearly Clearly, lay that out for you. I was talking with Adam, just we had the greatest time a couple days ago. And when we sit down and talk, it's like the Holy Spirit starts exploding inside of both of us. And so we were talking about just when you go into a situation, whatever it is, you 
are in charge. And the greatest gift of all is to shut your mouth and just let your light shine. That's what most of the time we're called to do. I was telling somebody this morning, I drive this bus for 12 years. I've been trying to quit for three years and they keep on keeping me on, but because it's so fun. I, anyway, people get on this bus for 10 years and I, I swear to you that some people, I've never talked to them about Jesus and five years later they get on the bus and they say, pray for me. And I've not once talked to them about Jesus. Why? Because they see Jesus in me. That's the way it's supposed to work. Anyway, you get that point. One more time. Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. That the God of our Lord Jesus, see, all, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and the Father are all mixed into this all the time. All three of them do the work. The Father of glory would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation by the acknowledging of Jesus that the, you see those first two points about being baptized and being the doer? It's all mixed in to this. It's all mixed in. That the eyes of your understanding might be opened that you might know the hope of your calling and the glory of his riches in the inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of his power to you who believe. Faith is always accompanied by peace. See, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the spirit of faith that comes through you having understanding and having wisdom. Without faith, say it with me, come on. It is impossible to please God. So you're talking about the spirit of faith now? Yeah. The Holy Spirit of faith. The Holy Spirit that causes you to act. To do. And to have understanding and to have wisdom. Is it, is it interesting that one of the gifts of the spirit is the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. It's in you to do, to, to ask him so that you're in, going in the way and you know that somebody needs something and you need to ask the Holy Spirit what it is and you will hit straight on the target every time. And then there's some people, prophets, that some of you have that gifting where you'll go into prayer and you'll see numbers, you'll see addresses, you'll see organs that need repaired, different things. I'm asking him for all of those things all of the time. Right now I just have the gift of provocation. That's it. <laughs> We're good. The Holy Spirit, let me finish here. This is not up there, Philip. He is fire. Matthew 3.11. He is water. Gushing river. John 7.37. He's the speaker. He's the filler. Luke 1.15. He's the leader. John 14.25. He's the helper. 
John 15, 26. Don't resist him. Don't blaspheme him. Don't grieve him. And don't quench him. And we need to round this up and we need to take 10 or 10 minutes. Please put your books down and your, your papers and your Bibles, please. And I want to ask you to stand with me. If you can. I know this message is clear. Excuse me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Will you just lift your, your voice up just for a few minutes? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, please, with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Julie, why don't you just come up and just play softly? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Very sate. Holy Well, our end goal here will be so we're gonna go up and get to the, the shower and the, and lunch in a little bit. But I want you so seriously to not leave this sanctuary on two accounts. Number one, you need to break pride. You need to break the stronghold that causes Jesus not to be Lord by the Holy Spirit. Can I, can I share something with you? Look at me a minute. When you become strong in the Lord individually, the whole body then becomes stronger. I'm asking you to not reject the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, the Holy, the baptism in the Holy, it's just not for me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So you're going to be convicted of a couple things. Number one, I have a sin that I need to repent of. And I want to tell you what the greatest thing in a service that there is. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to call, out, call that out this morning. If it doesn't happen, I get it. understand. But is there somebody in this room that would say, I have a sin, I have something in my life, and I need to publicly confess it. And you're going like this, and ah, ah, that's me. It's another thing to come up here and actually... Do it. What does that do? Oh, it breaks things in people all over the place when that happens. In Strawberry Lake, when we did Strawberry Lake, my greatest thing ever was having kids come up that were saved that have never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. It, it wrecked the whole place all night long. Why? Because that's what Jesus said to do. Publicly confess me before men and I will publicly confess you before my Father in heaven. 
So would anybody run up here and say, I've never done that and I would like to do that. Publicly confess Jesus or I have something. Why would you have them do it in front of everybody? Because it breaks. When you do it publicly, it breaks inside of you and in somebody, in somebody else. You say, you, you're really jumping off the cliff. I know, that's my job. Who would do that today? In the sanctuary. I have something publicly I would like to confess before God and for men, before man. I'd like to repent of. Anybody. You say, what's this got to do with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Oh. It's, clean, it's cleaning out the old so that the new can come. Who, who would do that? Who would do this? Somebody. I'm patient. All right. Grab it, Mike, Doug. Thank you, sir. And again, I, I'm not trying to put somebody on the spot. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you that uh, when, when, when somebody does that, see, she's got guts anyway. It's not, so it's somebody that doesn't have guts. You're the one that's got to come forward. It'll change your life. It'll change somebody else. One or two, one or two more. That was so powerful. And it's an example anxiety we're not throwing stones at her but you see getting that out and letting Holy Spirit baptize you so that it never comes and affects you anymore somebody else come on I know this is hard I know it is one or two more people come on I know it's not easy All right, one or two more people that have never publicly confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord. Run up here, please. You, well, you say, I don't think I have. Give it a try. Come on, somebody. You're not making me nervous by waiting telling you. Let's just pray for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's focus on it. Somebody, somebody needs to do this. Publicly confess. And it's going to break something deep on the inside of you. Anybody? Come on, one person. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> it's so difficult. People are waiting online. Uh, in Jesus' name, I'm just going to ask in a few minutes uh, if anybody wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I, we have a little bit of time. It's only 11.30. So I just, I just want to wait. Just, just come on. Let, let, let's uh, pray in the Holy Spirit for a few minutes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please, I'm still asking one or two people to come up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You got something that you just want to repent of. Something, publicly confess Jesus. Say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Well, let's do this. Let's bow our heads. And I just want to ask if there's anybody in this room that is not positive that if you died tonight, to this day or tonight, if you would go to heaven. And again, I say these things strongly and boldly. Why? Because this is your life. <laughs> and so this time, normally I would ask you to come forward and everything. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand, but I will, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to ask you to come up afterwards if this is you. Have you ever had a need to say, I'm not sure. I am not sure that Jesus Christ is my Lord. On the count of three, just raise up your hand. I'm not sure if I would die today if I would go to heaven. One, two, three. Anybody? Yes, anybody? Thank you, Father. Awesome. Well, make sure you come up to me afterwards. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this message. I thank you that you are the baptizer. I thank you that you are the doer. I thank you that, that you are the wisdom and the understanding. I know this is a hard word and a heavy word, but I pray that every person would go and their life would be changed in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to live out and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think the Lord has told me that there's at least four or five people that have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Please come up afterwards and let's receive this today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the uh, instruction is, those uh, going to the shower will end up getting food and then going into the old sanctuary. And the rest of the people not partaking will come out here in this foyer. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Please come forward and receive the Holy Spirit.
on a playground where children's laughter lives. Oh, I can't explain, but it makes me want to cry. 